Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, we're going to do our NFC preview. And as I promised, I'm going to talk about my feelings on Ezekiel Elliott suspension. But before we do that, yep. because I know the reason people listen is to hear us talk about ASU, tell me what's going on with ASU football. I've been in the woods. I've had internet, yeah. I've had phone access, but I have been up <laughs> in northern Wisconsin, so I don't really know what's been going on lately. Uh, well, you know, nothing huge. There hasn't been any earth-shattering news, but uh, I guess the news of last night, if you want to call it news, is that uh, uh, you know Todd Graham, without coming out and saying it, confirmed that Manny Wilkins is likely to be the opening day starter and the starting quarterback, um, uh, you know, at least to kind of begin things. Um, and and uh, I guess I would say from my standpoint, I don't know how you feel about this, um, it's not surprising given the results of the last month but I'm surprised we're here. If you had told me this uh, any time between December and July 15th, I would not have guessed we'd be at, at, in this position right now. Here's the part that confuses me as a fan. I, I don't understand why Barnett would have come here without some sort of assurance that he was going to get the job, and I don't understand why Barnett would stay here unless he's going to get the job. I mean, it's it's surprising. I mean, that's that I guess is exactly why, because, you know, most of the time when you get these high profile transfers at quarterback, especially we're talking quarterback here, you know, you hear a lot of bluster from coaches about, you know, eh, it's open competition and we're going to play the best guy. And most of the time it's going to be that transfer. And in this case, it looks like it's not. And it looks like that almost is what everybody expected. So surprised we're here. That, that's the best way I can put it. Not upset, but surprised. For me, what it comes down to, I think, is the absence of Chip Lindsay and Jay Norvell, who were two yeah, of the guys that, in California on the day that Blake Barnett announced that he was coming here with the birthday cake and all of it. Um, right, right. And I think that that might be, it, it might be one of those things where the, the answer is simple. For the system that existed at the end of last season, Blake Barnett would have been a great fit. And for the system that Billy Napier has brought in this season, Manny is a better fit. And that is possible. I, I guess I hadn't really thought of it in, in that aspect. That, that is very much you know, a, a reasonable explanation. If that is the explanation, it does make sense. So for me, though, I think the question is now – can Todd Graham use whatever hypnosis he used on Burko and basically every quarterback <laughs> that we've had except for uh, Bryce Perkins? Except for Bryce Perkins, exactly. Yeah. Uh, to get yeah. to get people to stay because right now, you know, Jeff Metcalf and uh, Doug Haller in their podcast said that and confirmed in writing on AZ Central that the intent of the team is yeah. to redshirt DSC. Obviously, you've heard nothing about Ryan Kelly, so the plans to redshirt him as well. Yeah, yeah. And Brady White, while it was nice that he got to take some first-team reps handing the ball off, no one seems to think Brady White's going to be ready week one. You need need Blake Barnett or or Manny, whoever's not the starter, but I assume it's at this point going to be Manny who starts. You're going to need Blake Barnett ready starting with that New Mexico State game on the first snap. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, it's... it's, uh, you know, we talked about this, I think, last time or, the t- or you know, in, in recent conversations that, you know, we've seen it in, in two of the last three years that you've got to have a backup quarterback who's capable of playing. And sometimes, like last year, you need a third or fourth quarterback who's capable of playing. 
Um, you know, and, and that's, those are the years you really get, you know, it's hard to overcome obviously, but, but, um, you know, 2014 showed the importance of having a backup you could rely on. And, you know, hopefully that's the case here. I mean, I, I guess there's, there's, and why I say I'm not upset is because, you know, my hope is that Manny has just been really good. That, that, you know, in spite of the fanfare about Blake Barnett, that Manny has just made it impossible not to play him and that we're going to see him come out and play well and that Blake Barnett is more than, more than capable if we need to have him play because of an injury that he can step in. That's the best-case scenario here, and, you know, time will tell if that is really the scenario. The other news that I saw, which you can expand on, is that Frank Darby who has not been mentioned once in our talks about the wide receiver core, right. has been having a spectacular fall camp and training camp before this opening week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this receiver core uh, does appear to be very deep. And it's, it's one of the few positions on the team, that and, and running back, really, where you feel like there is really sound depth, that if you have an injury or two, you're not going to be losing a lot. I mean, obviously an injury to Nikhil Harry – would be tough because he's clearly the, you know, kind of the, the bell cow of the group, um, you know, and everything kind of revolves around him, I think. But, you know, you feel like you could withstand an injury where because there is quality depth. I mean, Frank Darby, as we've heard, is doing really well, and yet he's not listed among the top five wide receivers, basically. So that gives you an idea of kind of, you know, what they think the, the depth of this group is. Absolutely. You know, it's going to come down to – this patchwork secondary of guys who are either not on scholarship or played offense the last time they played organized football like Chase Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. that that's the concern for me right now. You know, the fact that I, I'm looking at Adams as the longtime veteran of the secondary who I did not expect would be hanging on to a starting job this year, and now I'm looking at him right. to provide all of the guidance and leadership on the back end of the defense. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Haller, I think, made this point in his most recent podcast, and it's a point that you and I have have already talked about, that, you know, you look at the secondary, and there there is merit to the thought of, hey, this has been a disaster the last two years. Let's just tear this down and start from square one with a whole bunch of new faces. And I don't mind that idea, but it is a little scary when you see the, the, you know, it's very likely that the top four corners – on the depth chart will have not played a single snap of, you know, division one college football prior to August 31st. That's, that's a scary proposition. Uh, but you know, it's, it's one that maybe is the ultimately the only way to go because of, you know, the, the damage that was done on this group the last couple of years and, and, uh, you know, and then having a couple guys leave unexpectedly, one retire, one, you know, transfer that, you know, maybe this is the best method to just, you know, start fresh uh, and, and see what we can do with some guys who haven't, you know, gotten the scar tissue from the terrible defenses the last two years. And that's okay. We don't play Texas Tech in week one. so Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it, will, it will pick up soon. You know, we have a couple weeks, theoretically. I mean, San Diego State's a good team. I'm not looking past San Diego State, but not a, they're not an aerial team. They're not a, you know, they're not a team that's going to throw the ball a ton and, and really test the, the secondary a lot, I don't think. Um, they could beat us, but not in that way. But then after that, you know, you get to Texas Tech, and then you start that stretch in the Pac-12 with Oregon, Stanford, 
USC, Washington. I mean, those those are all teams that will be able to throw the ball very well, and we better be ready. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting test. I'm excited to get out there for week one, which is out of nowhere yep. happening. And, yep. uh, and you and I will be there together in what will almost certainly be cheap seats because nobody wants to go to this game. Cheap, a, cheap seats, but good seats. So yeah. that's, that's a positive for us, yeah. Yeah, plenty of good seats still available at Sun Devil Stadium for the home opener on Thursday night, August 31st. For anyone, yeah. who, for anyone who's in the Valley who needs something to do, I that's almost everyone who listens to us is in the Valley now. So, you know, if that's you're looking true. for a cheap evening of entertainment, you can come watch some football. Matt and I that will be there. True. We'll, you know, maybe next time when we do our season-long ASU preview, uh, we'll talk about also our dining preview of some of our thoughts on where we're going to eat during the, you know, 24 or so hours that I'm in Tempe. Yes, some hot spots of the Tempe campus area. So now we're going to talk about the NFC. We're going to preview the NFC and the ultimate results, Super Bowl and awards for the NFL. I want to dive right in and talk about the NFC East. Ezekiel Elliott has announced that he's appealing the suspension through the formal route through the NFLPA. Right now, he's projected to miss six games for the Cowboys based on the suspension. If that gets Mm -hmm. reduced, even cut in half, that's still too many. And I know that the team has other weapons. I know that Dak is a good quarterback. But I think their O-line has taken a step backwards this year. And there's a – not to say they're bad, but moving from the best in the league to a top – seven O-line is is a big drop-off and that will make life harder for Dak and having no Zeke Elliott will make life very hard for Dak so I have Dallas finishing third in the east wow okay my NFC East champ the New York football giants that's my NFC East champ too I I think uh the addition of Brandon Marshall the draft of of, uh Evan Ingram will will help that offense which labored last year um i i do think that they are going to be really good and i think they'll win the east but i'm not as down on dallas i have dallas second and i have dallas getting one of the wild cards um you know i think they were due to regress some anyway last year was just it was one of those it was kind of like carolina in 2015 when they went 15 and one and you know they they won some games that they probably shouldn't have won but they pulled out every close game and you know, those things don't repeat a year in a row. But I still think they're pretty good. I think they're going to be okay without him for a stretch. So I, I still think they'll get a wild card spot. I have a wild card team coming out of the East, too. And it's okay. the Eagles. Do you? Okay. I okay. love the addition of Alshon Jeffrey for that team. Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. think that is a huge get for them. Um, Carson Wentz seems to be the real deal. I think that the Goff-Wentz debate may, may go the way of the Manning-Ryan Leaf debate. Because, as you will hear when we talk about the NFC West, I am not high on Jared Goff. And I I think that that Eagles defense is going to be improved. I think that really where it's going to land for me is Dallas is going to slip. I think that the Giants and the Eagles can both get to 10 wins, and I think that will be enough because other than your two division champs, I think that the other divisions, for me, of my four division champs, I think two will beat up on each other and two will run away. I think, yeah. you know, and yeah. I think the Giants won't run away and the Eagles will be with them all year and that'll be enough to get them in the playoffs. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of have it similar in the sense that I think the Giants and the Cowboys will battle back and forth. And, and I think, you know, I, I don't have the Giants getting a, a first-round bye, um, so I don't have them among the top two division winners. But I think they'll win the division. I think Dallas gets my, uh, my, my second wild card, um, you know, as far as qualifiers go. I think, I think they'll be okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I think they still have a lot of good – um, and I think that offensive line is a big reason why, uh, you know, yeah, they, you know, okay, they lost a little bit of personnel, but they still have Tyron Smith and they still have Travis Frederick and they still have Nick Martin or Zach Martin, I should say, Nick Martin's his brother. Um, you know, so those are the three anchors. Lyle Collins is it probably should have been a first round pick. So, you know, they, they are still really good as far as I'm concerned. If they have an injury there that changes things, but right now with group healthy, I'm still going to think they can get to the playoffs. The Giants are my four, and the Eagles are my five, to give you okay. some idea of where I'm at. I have the Giants as my three, um, you know, ahead of ahead of one division winner, but not getting a bye. Um, do think I think their defense is still going to be really good as it was last year, and like I said, I think their offense will be a lot better uh, than it than it was last season. And last season just was one of those years that it just never never clicked for long periods of time. They'd have a stretch here or there in a game where they looked really good and they just couldn't keep it together consistently. And I think this year they will. And Washington, very bad. I don't have Washington being very bad. I, I guess I'd probably go with them less, but I think it could be a last in the sense of going seven and nine. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think they'll be awful. Um, you know, they might be a team that's, that's in the mix. I'd say them in Philly, you know, will probably with three weeks left still have a chance to make the playoffs. I just don't think they quite will. I watched the Packers Washington preseason game, and I know it's preseason. Yeah, but that yeah. but that offense could not punch it in against the Packers second defense for much heard of the first there half. Was some some consternation about that. Yeah, that they they finally got a score on the on the sixth drive or something like that. Yeah. I don't. I mean, Jay you know, Gruden. Put, <laughs> I'll put it this way. Go ahead. Jay Gruden looked like Kevin Costner in Tin Cup. He just kept sending <laughs> it kept not working and he kept trying it anyway because he was not yeah. gonna Kirk Cousins was gonna play until the offense found the end zone. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I I always hate to read too much into preseason. It's just so different. You know, you don't game plan. Um you you, you know, you hold guys out that maybe would play otherwise. You try things and I I just I don't I don't like to read much into it. That's been a pretty productive offense the last couple of years. I know they lost Deshaun Jackson and Garcon, and that will probably take a toll in some ways. But you know, and, and Kirk Cousins, I know he's a hot. You know, some people think he's terribly overrated. Some people think he's really good, and and they should show him more loyalty. I'm kind of in the middle on that. I think he's pretty good. You can you can get to the playoffs with him if you got the team around him. He's shown that. Um, you know, so I, I like I said, I think they'll float around 500 and, and ultimately come up a little short. Same with the Eagles. I think they'll be better, um, but I don't see them quite getting over the hump yet. Let's move to the South, where the defending NFC champion Atlanta Falcons are going to be struggling, I think, early to find their rhythm without Kyle Shanahan coordinating the offense. Well, and that is, I mean, look, I know it's been eight months, but it is just really hard to come back from a loss like that Super Bowl loss. Uh, I, I, I think they have the talent to do it, but it's hard when you're that close. Uh, I mean, look at Seattle when they lost that Super Bowl in excruciating fashion, you know, in 2014. They ended up making the playoffs, but it took them a while to click gear. 
I don't think Atlanta's going to have the flexibility to do that. It might take them a while to get in gear. By that point, it's going to be too late. I don't have them making the playoffs. I do have them making the playoffs. They are my final wildcard team. But my my division champ is the Carolina Panthers. I am all about this Christian McCaffrey pick. I think that and is a I, I great I think it's move. a good pick. I, I do. I think they will they will be very happy with that pick. I have a different division champ, and it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you've been watching Hard Knocks because you had no interest in the team otherwise. You, you've never felt good about their quarterback. You've been a Jameis hater for your whole life. <laughs> I was going to say, and... what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't have an interest in the Buccaneers in general, but I do have an interest since they got Jameis. And... And uh, they knocked on the door last year. I mean, with three weeks to go, they were tied with Falcons. And, you know, they didn't finish strong. The Falcons did and obviously went on a run all the way to, to you know, what should have been a, winning the Super Bowl if they could have finished the game. Um, but I think this year, you know, they've, they've added Deshaun Jackson. We just talked about the subtraction of that for Washington. I think that will help them. O.J. Howard, uh, you know, a good rookie tight end that will help. I think James is going to have a good year. I, I Almost was going to pick him for MVP. I'm not going to go quite that far, but I think he's going to be one of the top three or four MVP candidates this year. I think that that's probably a good call. However, I'm not going to give a Dirk Cutter led team, even if he's hanging the Tillman jersey, <laughs> even if he's hanging the Tillman jersey yeah. in his office. I'm not going to give a Dirk Cutter led team the benefit of the doubt. I have Tampa yeah. Bay finishing third. Um, I, I feel like the Hard Knocks ification of the team yeah. uh yeah. is not good I, i'm glad they cut aguayo because that seemed way overdue yes um, i guess i don't know i i'm not as glad about that i, I mean i kickers are I, like I know putters comes, you know like putting in golf know. man it's in his head there comes a point you know when you make a mistake that it's time to just acknowledge that mistake but man, I just I can't forget the career he had at Florida State and how good he was there. And and part of me is just not willing to accept that that is gone. And maybe maybe I should. You know, I mean, I I saw him in person last night. Badly miss a field goal for the Bears. Um, now the snap was bad. He did not. You know, the the whole mechanics of it was off. But he certainly the one kick I saw didn't look like the guy that I remember. Um, so maybe I need to forget it, but for me, I'm a little hesitant to up on him already. I think this is a Belichickian move. Better to just give up early than hang on too long and have it cost you a game or two in the season. There's definitely a point to be made about that. No, no doubt. You know, I mean, um, that, you know, and, and I watched the discussion on hard knocks and, and, you know, Jason light made the point on camera that, you know, you just, if you don't have faith in him, then it's probably time. And, and what Jason Light said, uh, you know, when you say, man, I could watch him make 20 in a row in practice and I don't believe he's going to make it in a game, then it's probably time to move on. If you've gotten to that point, you know, it, it is time to just give up and, and cut bait. And I think that there may be a spot for him. He's, he's the kind of guy who the team who I think is going to be worst in the NFC, which is the L.A. Rams, if they mm-hmm. decided that they wanted to take a flyer on him because it really doesn't matter if he misses a kick yeah. or not, fine. Like, I don't think his career's over. He'll he'll certainly be a guy who I keeps showing up in camps for the next few years, if I nothing hope else. Not. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope he's kind of a Mike Nugent, and that's a comparison I've heard. Nugent was a great college kicker, 
who I think went in the second round or third round to the Jets, struggled. And then went to the Bengals and had a nice run. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, it fell apart last year for him, and he's out of the league now, I believe. But had a nice several years as a pretty good kicker. I'm hoping that Aguayo can find a place as in a second or third home. I'm not sure if he's going to last with the Bears because Connor Barth is a pretty good kicker. Who, uh, you know, I'm kind of surprised the Bears made that addition. Um, you know, and, and Barth hasn't anything to lose the job. So I don't know if that's going to be the place for him, but I hope he finds a spot somewhere. So have we had a wild card team from you yet? Dallas. All right. So we've got one, yeah, but Dallas, you have... but I don't have one. I don't have one in the South. I have Tampa winning the South. I have Atlanta finishing second. Came real close. For me, it was Dallas or Atlanta for that last spot. Um, probably if we had done this yesterday, I was going to pick Atlanta. But I watched Dallas uh, in the first quarter last night against Indy, and they just dominated that game. And I thought, this team's going to be okay without Ezekiel Elliott. They'll be all right. They'll be able to run the ball, and I'm not, I'm not sold that this is the end for them. And Maybe I overreacted to that, but I, I made the switch after that. And you bag on me for saying that the Washington preseason <laughs> doesn't count. and that I, I realize that. <laughs> I, I realize that. And I know Indy is not all that good, but I, I, I guess I just watched that and I thought, you know, I think they're going to be okay. I think sometimes we overreact to one guy. But, I mean, we did it with New England. You know, how's New England going to be okay without Tom Brady? Well, they're, they're still pretty good. They went three and one without him, and then he came back. Um, and, and then they were tight. And so, you know, if Ezekiel Elliott was going to miss the whole year, I'd feel different. But if he misses four games, six games, I think they can weather the storm and still be good enough to make the play. I mean, I suppose that's true. And, they, I, I, you know, it's McFadden who's probably going to get yeah. the carries. Yeah, he did last night at least. He, he was the starter, and Morris played, you know, number two. Who's, you know, both of them have been productive running backs in the past. I mean, here's my fear: if if I'm playing on the anti-Dallas side, yeah, you you open with the Giants at home, right? If you lose that game, you're now down one in the division to right. a rival. The flip side is you don't play another division game till after the suspension, even the full six-week right. suspension is over. Right. But you have winnable games in here that are mortal locks with Elliott, the Rams and the yes. Niners. That, and the Niners, yeah. You know, that are slightly less so, I think, without him. Slightly less so, yeah. I mean, he's really good, no doubt. But I, I just think they'll be okay. I think they can go three and three without him. And they'll get to ten and six when he comes back, and I think that'd be good enough to make the playoffs. I guess. Um, I told you last week. I think the NFC has twelve teams. I could argue could make the playoffs, and so it's it comes down to to picking against some teams that I think are good enough to do it. I think Atlanta's good enough to do it. I think Carolina's good enough to do it, and maybe even New Orleans. I have New Orleans last because I still don't think defensively they're good enough, but you know they can always score points. And, and, you know, so they're, they're always dangerous. They're a team that could, you know, get on a roll and end up going 11-5, and five, and it wouldn't shock me necessarily. Oh, I mean, I think the South could be the way you described the East is how I feel about the South. I think New Orleans could go 7-9 yes. and nine and finish last. Yes, know? I kind of think it'll be the same. I really do. I don't think there's a bad team in that division. I, th- I have Tampa – but, I mean, it, it's one that I could see, you know, Tampa goes 11-5, and five, and Atlanta goes 9-7, and seven, and Carolina goes 8-8, eight and eight, New Orleans is 7-9, and nine, that type of thing. You know, there, there won't be much separation between the four teams. Well, I'll tell you this. Carolina's my two seed, 
Um, do you? Okay. So okay. I, you're, I you're think counting on a bounce back from back to 2015 form. I think that their defense will be much improved, and I think that adding McCaffrey by itself creates a, a completely different dimension for this defense or this offense. Yeah, and it could. I mean, I you know I think he's gonna be good. Um, you know, they're they're going to change up what they do a little bit. They got him and, and Curtis Samuel, and that was kind of a sign that you know they're gonna they're gonna start to try to get the ball out of Cam Newton's hands a little faster, and you know a little more short passing. Not as much, you know, deep drops and, and you know, taking the hits he's taken. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting. I, I, you know, I guess I guess the question for me is, are they closer to the 15-1 and one team or the Centennial team from last year, whatever they finished? And I'm, I'm a little bit on the side that the 15-1 and one was more of a fluke. But maybe not, you know. Uh, I, like I said, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if they could. I'm not sitting here saying I, I think they're going to be awful and they got no shot. Like they could win this division, and I certainly wouldn't be like, "Wow, that came out of nowhere." If they split the difference, I think they can still get a first round bye between oh, they could. fifteen they and could. sixteen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if they go, you know, eleven and five, that might be enough to get them a bye. Uh, I would have Tampa probably going ten and six. I have them as my four. Um, you know, so I clearly I've got the winners of the North and the West getting the two first round buys. Well, let's talk about the West. Let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals, a team that you have – I'm not going to fake it. Never mind. A team that you <laughs> used to work for but that you ha- don't feel any don't sort anymore. of fan allegiance to. Right. For right. That's the best way I could put it. I used to work there. I don't anymore. Uh, from there, I'll keep my feelings to myself. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll finish second in the division, but I think they'll finish second by – a you know, three or four game margin. Um, you know, I think Seattle is, is the class of that division. Um, I think they're, they're gearing up for one more run with this group as constituted. The, the secretary started to get a little older. They've drafted some young guys who are probably on their way to replacing some of these guys. Um, but I think this is still really good. Uh, you know, they, they can rush the passer. They can defend the pass, which is two things that most teams struggle to do. Um, and I think Russell Wilson, I said Jameis is a three or four MVP candidate. I think he is too. I think he's going to have his best year yet if he, if he can stay healthy, which he didn't last year. We disagree. We just disagree again. I have Seattle finishing second, but I have Arizona winning. I Really? I okay. think that this, if you're talking about a team with a last hurrah, this is it. And I've been a fan of Carson Palmer for a long time, and so there is some bias going into this pick. But I, I like Carson yeah. Palmer a lot, too. I, you know that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. This He's having – I want him to do what uh, Kevin Co- – to do another Kevin Costner reference. The Kevin Costner character, uh, who is the pitcher, Billy Chappell. I think this is yes. Carson Palmer's Billy Chappell moment where he just plays out of his mind for yeah. much of the season – and their offense yeah. is clicking, and David Johnson looks like he's an MVP candidate, and Larry Fitzgerald uh, continues on that fountain of youth movement. And, and I think that Arizona, their defense is good. They, I mean, talk about defending the pass. That secondary is tough. And, yeah, yeah. And I have Seattle, too. And then I think that it's a runaway between those two from the rest of the division. But I have Seattle missing the playoffs. My two wild cards are already set with Philly and Atlanta. So. That's true. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I've got I've got Seattle. I uh, I don't have a wild card, obviously coming from the West. I have Arizona second. 
I have the Rams third. I'm not as down on the Rams as you are. Um, from what from what it sounds like, you said you had the Rams as the worst team in the NFC. I would probably go with the Niners in that spot. Um, I actually think there might be something Jared Goff. Uh, I, I think Jared Goff was terribly coached last year, and I don't want to judge him on what we saw last year because I just don't think that's fair. I, I think they were a disaster uh, of an offense, coaching and personnel-wise. Um, they've, they've brought in some receivers to try to help him. they got a coach now who's been a successful offensive coach those couple years in Washington that we were talking about. And I think you're going to see some signs that, that he might be okay. Uh, I'm not saying he's headed for the fame, but I think he might be than people are willing to say right now. I don't think so. I think that we are one season of him getting beaten up away from him going full-on David Carr. And, and we might, I think if it happens again, you're probably right. I, think, I mean, last year was rough. But I just, I just see some positive signs. I mean, I, I, you know, I saw what they did last night against the Raiders. And, again, it's preseason. But I saw that and I thought, man, we didn't, we didn't see this last year. Like, where, where was this last year? Well, he wasn't coached well last year. And I'm, you know, I'm not a Jeff Fisher fan and I'm biased. As you said about Carson Palmer, I'm biased the other way. But I just think that was a really bad situation, and I think he's in a better spot now. I think he's in a better spot, but I don't care who you add to the coaching staff. That doesn't make the O-line any better. And if, without a better O-line, Todd Gurley gives you nothing because he's right. fighting to turn negative three yards into no, an, I agree. an even, you know, no gain. And, I agree. And if he can't help you, then it doesn't matter what Goff can do. Now, look. They they tr- they're gonna try to get him weapons. They're gonna try to rebuild this O line, but yeah. I, I just don't think it's there. I, I don't have any confidence in them. With with the 49ers, look, I, I think Shanahan's gonna get their guys and the offense, but I think that's a project. I think that the yeah. defensive moves that first year GM John Lynch has made in the draft have been great. That is where yeah. I think their improvement's gonna come from, and I I think the Giants. Or, I'm sorry, the Niners are gonna finish. You know, five and eleven. Six and ten, yeah. and and fine. Yes, yeah. I guess I'd probably put the Rams more in that six and ten range. Um, it won't be great, but it's better than you know two and fourteen or whatever they were last year. Um, I don't know. Were they two and fourteen? Maybe they weren't that bad. Twelve, I think. Maybe the Niners might have gone two and fourteen. Um, I, you know, I just think they'll make some progress, and I think the Niners will too. I don't think they'll go two and fourteen, but I think their quarterback situation is just a bad one. And and I think they know that. I think they're kind of going in with the assumption of, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get our guy. We just don't have him yet, um, and that's okay. You know, you don't need to rush it. If you're not in love with the guys from this year, don't take one. And they didn't. Um, you know, and and that is understandable. And you can go try to get somebody next year. Yeah, they probably will be in a position to have a top ten quarterback. I next think so. Year too. Yeah, so. you know, and I think they're a good spot for one. I, yeah, I mean, I. I'm not sure what John Lynch is going to be, um, but, you know, hey, I'm willing to see what he can do and see what Kyle Shanahan can do as a head coach. I mean, Kyle Shanahan reminds me a little bit of, we talked about Justin Wilcox, who, you know, got a head coaching job just, you know, in that same same market. And, and Shanahan's career has kind of been that way, very up and down. Like, you know, in Washington with Robert Griffin, he was a genius. And then when the Robert Griffin thing fell apart and Washington fell apart, he was an idiot. And then he goes to Atlanta in his first year, he's an idiot. Because what is he doing with Matt Ryan? Well, then last year they go to the Super Bowl, he's a genius again. So what is he? I'm not sure. It's been really a roller coaster for him, and I'm, I'm curious, you know, what he really is. 
I think we'll find out. I, I think he's going to be okay. I just believe that he's going to be okay, that, that he's going to right that ship, and he when yeah. he's going to get his system in place, and w- I think he and Lynch will work well together to get there, guys. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they'll they'll be proved. Uh, you know, I, maybe I'm overly positive about the NFC. I mean, I, there's probably, probably not a team I'm going to sit here and say, I think they're going to be awful. And there will be one or two. I mean, honestly, there's oh, going well, to be. It's just well, I'll tell you this. We have one that I think is going to be awful in this division, and I, we have one that I think is going to be awful in the North. Well, and I'm sure I know who it is in the North, and I, I think it's probably the team I saw in person last night, but we'll get to that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, I think those two teams will be slightly better, not better enough to contend for the playoffs, but, you know, show some hope that their two young coaches will, you know, help turn things around, I guess. Well, let's move to the north. Let's let's talk about my homer pick and okay. and how excited I am. I think that this team goes as far as Aaron Rodgers can take them. If he is healthy, I, they're the one seed. They get the first round by. They're yeah. going to be great. The offense looks good. They have weapons upon weapons upon weapons in the receiver core. Mm-hmm. Martellus Bennett is a great signing. You know. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. I, I, and they did the thing that as a fan. I wanted them to do, which is they they looked at their needs in a cold, calculating way, and spent their first yeah. two picks on a big safety and a big corner, and yeah. they're both yeah. going to probably see significant minutes early this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna need defense to come around. I mean, that was the thing that separated them at the end of last year when they, you know, they made their run. Uh, they still weren't great defensively and cost them in the NFC title game. You know, the Falcons just, just tore them up and, you know, and that's, they were playing as well as anybody at that point. Um, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, I think Rogers is as good as any quarterback in the league. Another one I'd put on the, you know, short list of MVP candidates this year, not my pick, but close. Um, I think they're, they'll win the division. I think they'll get, uh, one of the buys, um, so I'm pretty pretty high on them as well. Maybe not as high as you, but pretty close. And then for me, I think Minnesota, second, they need to be more explosive, and I don't know that Bradford is the guy to do that. No, but, no, I'm not sold on that either. But I, I think that ultimately their receiving core is kind of built for him. They've got a lot of guys mm-hmm. who are possession receivers, a lot of guys who are sure-handed you know, they found a gem, I think, with Adam Thielen in sort of that Wes Welker mold of just go over yeah. the middle, pick up 12 yards. You know, if you break right. it, great. If right. you don't, also okay. Um, I'm curious to see what their running game looks like in the confirmed post-AP world. Uh, uh-huh. and, and I think uh-huh. their defense is pointed in the right direction. You know, last year they started yeah. out, uh, you know, like... Started out great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. And, and then... Injuries just took a toll. I mean, especially on the offense, their line was just crushed by injuries. Um, you know, I think they went through five or six guys at left tackle over the course of the season, which is an impossible scenario to navigate through, honestly. You know, and, um, you know, so I don't, I don't really put a lot of blame. I have them third. I have Detroit second, and I have Detroit getting the other wild card. I'm all in on, on the Matt Stafford, you know that, have been since about 2006 when he was a freshman at Georgia. Ain't changing now. I have Detroit third. I look, Detroit's fine. I, I I have no problem with them. They just to me they haven't done anything to merit me being excited. Uh, I yeah, think that I mean, they're you know I, I think I'm, that they're going to be I'm, the same I'm, team they were before. They they could be in first place in week six, 
and still miss the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they you know they got there last year, and I'm going to say they get there again. Um, uh, you know, they uh, they were on track to do better than that, and then Stafford got the finger injury, which you know I know he said it didn't affect him, but the play would would tell you otherwise. Um, you know, I think defensively they're they're pretty good. Uh, they've gotten you know they've kind of gotten past the loss of Indomitian Sue and Nick Fairley, and they built that defense around those guys, and they struggled after they left and. Uh, I think they've, you know, they've righted the ship. Got a defensive coach in Terrell Austin, um, who probably should be a head coach by now, but hasn't gotten an opportunity yet. Uh, you know, and uh, I'm not a huge Jim Caldwell fan. He's he's not one that I think is a, one of our better head coaches. But you know, his his track record does say he knows how to get the most out of quarterbacks. I mean, he coached Peyton Manning. Now a lot of guys could have coached Peyton Manning, but he did. He coached Joe Flacco the year they won the Super Bowl. And, you know, he's had the most success with Stafford, at least um, team-wise, that Stafford's had. Now, Stafford had that amazing 2011 year statistically. But, you know, getting him to kind of rein it in, Caldwell has overseen that and, you know, had him playing probably his best football the last couple years. So we've got to the point now where we can give our full playoffs. So I've got Green Bay 1 and Carolina 2 getting the buys. Arizona three, the Giants four is my division winners. Philly and Atlanta get my wild card spots. And okay, okay. Well, and and so mine is is different. I've got um, I've got Seattle one, Green Bay two. Uh, I've got the Giants three, Tampa four, and then Detroit and Dallas getting the two wild cards. So this is going to be a complete mix up so, from, yeah, from how we did uh, last time. As much as our AFC picks were very similar, these are very different. Now, before we get past the North, you obviously think the Bears are going to be awful. I'm not as down on the Bears either. I'll just say that. Uh, I mean, not as down as they won't be the third pick in the draft. I, mean, I, got, They'll them, be fourth. I got them fourth in the, in the NFC. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, here's, here's what I'd say. They might have an ugly year, but I think they got some decent young pieces that – for the next head coach and a Pearl Beach, John Fox will, will help. I think they're building something. It's just going to take some time to actually build it. I agree. Although I'm not sure Mitch Trubisky is the guy who I want captaining that. I'm ship. not sure either, but um, what I'll say about that, and I've kind of maybe changed my tune from when it first happened. Although I think I said it in the immediate aftermath. I like the aggressiveness. If you believe in the guy and you believe he's the guy, then go get him. And I don't care what the price is. I, I feel about that the same way I feel about baseball teams trading prospects for proven players. Go do it. Because if you think the guy can help you win, then no price is too high. If he wins the Super Bowl, no one will care what they gave up. They could have given up 10 picks, and it's worth it. I agree. I just don't know that he – I am of the mind that he's not worth it since he couldn't he might quite win be, the North uh, you know, Carolina and, job until his senior Yeah, season. I mean, and, and history will, will tell – you know will tell us that some guys weren't when they make those trades. But, but I guess I just, I admire the fact that they went for it and, and it might be the move that gets Ryan Pace fired, but at least he tried, you know, I mean, some, some teams, I think they play safe too much and you just keep trying to bend it with, you know, veteran guys or whatever. Like they went for it. They believed in the guy and by God, go for it and see if he's the right guy for you. Yeah. No, look, I, I, I get it. I think that it's the move that you have to make if you think he's the guy and it doesn't save your job to take Solomon Thomas. No, um, it does not. It does not. No, exactly. So, 
yeah, that's all I'll say about that. We can, you know, we can get to the playoffs, but um, I guess I was I was moderately encouraged by what I think they got a decent pass rush. I was kind of you know surprised in some ways by the way they rushed the passer last night against the Stone Cardinals offensive line. I think Leonard Floyd could be really good. I mean, I mean, I think he's a guy who could be a, a multiple Pro Bowl guy over the course of career. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be okay. Uh, you know, in, in the long run, I think they're building something decent. Yeah, maybe. I'd, ra- I'd rather be where my team is than where they are. But that's just me. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, I mean, it's a rebuilding project. And, and, and they're, you know, they're kind of like the Niners. They're in the first stages of it. And, and it's going to take a little time. But I think they got some pieces that they can build around, uh, you know, as they continue to add. I'll do the, I'll go one step further. I will make a ridiculous statement here that can be thrown back in my face, similar to other statements I've made and that you've made that we've reminded each other of. Yes, yes. Brett Hundley has a better overall NFL career if he gets a chance next year to go to a team and be the starter. He yeah. winds up with a better NFL career than Mitch Trubisky. There. Okay. Boom. Okay. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, I like it. I mean, it's bold, um, and and you know it, it it could happen. I mean, that's the that's the beauty of sport. It certainly could prove to be the case. And if not, nobody's listening anyway. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But okay, let's dive in. Let's do our playoff round by round for the NFC and get to our Super Bowl. All right. So or should we do? Should we pick our MVP and an award since we finished our regular season? All right, we can do that. We can do that. Okay. Um, I, I'll tell you that my awards show a distinct split. One is me going all in on my picks, and one is me hedging okay. about something I wanted to have happen. Okay. So the going all in on my picks, my MVP is Cam Newton. Okay. My defensive player of the year is Khalil Mack. Okay. And my offensive rookie of the year is Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So those are Sounds me. Good. All right. Those are me going all in on my picks. My head. Okay. Is what I wanted to do. Like I said on the AFC one, how I felt really good about Cleveland, but I just couldn't pull the trigger. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put that all here. So Miles Garrett for Rookie of the Year, Hugh Jackson Coach okay. of the Year. Okay. 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 <laughs> well, let's see here. Uh, some of these I'm gonna have to improvise because I didn't necessarily pick Rookies of the Year. Um, MVP. I gave you three that I thought were close, but I didn't give you the one winner. I'm going Eli Manning. Ooh. I think he's gonna he's gonna have a career year. He's gonna he's gonna have an MVP type of season with the numbers he puts up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him to get it. Um, coach of the year. Let's see. I want to pick Dirk Cutter, but I'm not going to. I want I want to pick him just for the comedy's sake, but I I can't do it. Um, for people who don't get the joke, Dirk Cutter was the ASU coach <laughs> who got fired right. while Matt and I That's were in college. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm picking them to go to the playoffs, <laughs> but it's more in spite of Dirk Cutter than because of Dirk Cutter. So, um, of the year, Pete Carroll. I think they're going to have a uh, you know a great season. I'm not sure he'll get recognized for it, uh, but like I said, I think they're they're lining up for for you know a big run this year. So I'll go with Pete Carroll. Um, defensive player of the year. I didn't pick him to make the playoffs, but I'm going to go Von Miller. I think he's about as unstoppable as anybody there is at that spot. Uh, it, he's just impresses me with his production. Despite all the attention other teams pay to him, he still is productive every year. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, Dalvin Cook. Uh, 
not high on Minnesota, but I think he's going to have a big-time year. Um, and then defensive rookie of the year, gosh. I mean, the safe pick is to go uh, Miles Garrett. He's the number one pick, and, uh, you know, I think he'll, he'll get a lot of opportunity. Um, but I'll take, I'll take Solomon Thomas instead from the Niners. All right. Well, you managed to not agree with me on any of those, but that's okay. I, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it keeps it keeps it fun. I'm not mad. I, I stand by what I I stand by what I did. Uh, you know, the Browns stuff is. I I think they're going in the right direction, and I'd rather be early on them. You know, making the jump than not have anything yeah. to say that I thought they could make yeah. a jump. So I got you. I got you. I mean, you know, I I I I kind of agree that they are. I just think they're they're still a ways away from getting there, I guess. You know, I mean, I think they, you know, they've built up the draft classes and, and, you know, they got a ton of picks next year too. And, you know, I think the, the pieces can come together. I just think we're a ways from them actually coming together. You know, the, the puzzle pieces are down on the table. We just got to put them all together. It's going to take a while. Yeah. I actually think Hugh Jackson's the right guy for the rebuild. He might not be the guy to get them over the hump ultimately, but he's got the right kind of personality. Um, I think so too. Yeah, and they they got to stay patient with the coach. I mean, they're they're a lot like Buffalo. You know, Peter King's been hammering this the last few days because he made it the centerpiece of his MMQB this past week. You know, you can't just constantly change and and expect things to get better. You got to stay patient with the group and see it through. And even if there's tough times, you got to just let it happen for a few years and see if they can get you out of those tough times. Yeah, I think that's right, you know, and plus, you know, Buffalo's paying like four different coaches right now, so. They are, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, he made the point of how many changes they've made, how many top draft picks they've given up on in the last, you know, few years that they're already with other teams, and I, like, you know, it, it, at that point, it becomes hard to build anything, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, but, okay, okay, we've got our, we've got our awards, I guess the one that I, uh, you know, would would say I am uh, going out on a limb is Eli Manning, um, but I I think he could have a big time year. I really do. I, you know, I think they've got the weapons to let him, and he's had years where he's been great, but the team hasn't been you know great enough to get him the attention. I think this year they will be. I mean, I think that Brandon Marshall edition is huge for them. I do too. I think putting him with Odell Beckham, you know, will really help. I mean, Victor Cruz just fell off a little, and, and I think Sterling Shepard's a great slot receiver. Uh, you know, Ingram's a good pass catcher. I was always impressed by him at Ole Miss. I think he's going to have plenty of people to get the ball to. Question is the offensive line, you know, and it's still a question. Eric Flowers is at a big, shaky spot at left tackle. Uh, but if they can keep him right okay to let him have the time to throw the ball, I think he could have a great seat. All right, well, after heaping all that praise on Eli and the Giants, in the wild card round I have the Eagles – beating the Giants, even though okay. they finished behind the Giants. And I have the Falcons going on the road and beating Arizona. So I've got both okay. road teams notching upsets. Okay. Well, I got one road upset. I have the Giants beating Dallas um, in the first round, but I have Detroit breaking through and getting that first playoff win and beating Tampa. Hmm. Interesting. Ultimately, I don't believe in Dirk Cutter winning a postseason game. Yeah, he can win the regular season games. That, that seems yeah. like a good... Yeah. Just don't and, tell them that all that matters is beating Arizona, because that's not exactly, true. exactly. Yes, yes. And don't don't say that, and and uh, you know it'd be real trouble if, for example, they had to go to San Francisco to play a playoff game. I don't think they'll have to worry about that this year. 
But that that's a concern if in the future he's got to go there or play a Super Bowl there, for example. Yeah. Really, anything in the state of California is a problem for Dirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's that's a worry. He's got to be happy that the Raiders are moving to Vegas, one less trip potentially to California. In the divisional round, I've got both my top seeds winning. I got Green Bay over Atlanta to get some measure of revenge over the route that was last season's NFC title game. And okay. Carolina over Philly, I believe that Carolina is going to be really good. Uh, obviously, okay. I took Cam Newton as my MVP, and yep. McCaffrey as my rookie of the year. I, I think that's going to be a good team. So that's my, okay. that's my top two seeds making it all the way to the title. Okay. I'm going to do the same. Um, I got Seattle over Detroit, and I got Green Bay over the Giants in another playoff thriller for them. They've seen each other a lot. I think it'll be a you know one of those games that you remember, but I think Green Bay will win that one and set up a rematch of the NFC title game of three years ago, Green Bay at Seattle. As a Packers fan, I don't love the Giants coming to Green Bay. That just doesn't right. feel, it doesn't feel right. good to me. I know you would not. It beat them last year, though. Maybe they exercised the demons. Well, my NFC Championship game is going to take place in Lambeau, and I think that the Packers beat the Panthers to advance to a Super Bowl 45 rematch against the Steelers in Minneapolis. Yeah, and that was almost my pick as well. Picked it last year, and I almost went to it again, but I am high on Seattle. I think I've probably said that enough over the course of this conversation that you know it. Um, I got Seattle getting back to the Super Bowl for the uh, third time in, what, a span of six years? Uh, and, and I've got them beating the Steelers in a Super Bowl 40 rematch and winning their second championship with Russell. I have the Packers over the Steelers because they're playing in a field that is effectively just a second home in the Twin Cities. So I, I have the <laughs> Packers beating the Steelers for Rodgers' second Super Bowl. Okay, okay. So with that, we're done with our NFL picks. Like them, don't like them. Either way, tweet at us, text us, do something to let us know you're out there, people. It's, yeah. you know, it's lonely just yelling into the abyss. Uh, Pat Richardson will be joining us for some Cleveland Browns talk at the end of this week. He's taking some sort of fancy test that you have to take between now and then, so good luck to him on that. Matt and I will be back to do our ASU preview game-by-game breakdown. Yes. And then it's going to be a lot more ASU and a lot less everything else. From, yeah, yeah, <laughs> from yeah. here till next spring, I would say. It is. It is. It's going to be ASU-centric. But, uh, you know, the beauty of our current situation or my current situation that's changed is we'll still, we'll still talk some NFL. We'll talk some national college football, I'm sure. And as the ASU season develops, we may talk more about that and less about ASU if ASU doesn't have as much to talk about. But hopefully we'll have a lot of good stuff about ASU and, and we'll have to work in those other things. We'll be back later this week sometime. We'll find the time. We'll make time for you to give you yes. the content that you want. And Kevin Brady, if too many podcasts in the week, I, you're already at the end of this one, but I would say listen to the other one, not this one. So just start with the <laughs> other one. Um, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.